0: Uh, financial support of our listeners. And I do want to go ahead and thank our latest Patreon supporters. You can become one of our Patreon supporters. For as little as $2 per month, just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. I want to thank Randy and Jim. Welcome aboard at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much uh, for your support and for becoming the latest Patreon supporters. Uh, you can also uh, support the show by sending a uh, donation uh, to support.greatdetectives.net or via the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. Well now it's time for today's episode of Dragnet. Uh, the original air date, august the second of nineteen fifty-five, and the title is The Big Sheet.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Detective Sergeant, you're assigned a burglary detail. You get a call from a citizen that a burglary is in progress. You know the exact location. Your job, stop it. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step-by-step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Tuesday, June 14th. It was warm in Los Angeles.
2: We were working the night watch out of burglary detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Bernard. My name's Friday. We were on our way back from a show-up, and it was 11.47 p.m. when we got to room 45. Burglary squad room. You want to get started on the report? Yeah, all right. Well, I'll sure be glad to get home. Yeah, I'm tired. Sure, yeah. Thanks. Hmm. You seen the new building yet? What? Seen the new building yet. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, sure is great. They thought of just about everything.
3: Hmm.
2: That lab looks like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm all steel, piled. Lee Jones is going to flip. Well, it's going to feel to have all that room. All right, it's going to be great to have the lab in the same building anyway. Mm-hmm. Burglary, Friday. Yeah, that's right. What's that address? No, don't try to stop him. No. Right. Goodbye. Get your coat. Huh? It's a burglary. Yeah. The guy's there now. Frank and I left the city hall, Code 3. A few blocks from the place, we cut off the red light and siren. The address was a large drugstore located at the corner of Olive and Santee Street. We parked the car in the middle of the block and walked the rest of the way. The store was dark when we arrived, but the front window had been smashed and the sidewalk was covered with broken glass. Uh,
4: stay waiting here. Don't go messing things up. We're police officers. Hello, I've been
2: expecting you. I'm
4: the one that telephoned you. I'm Arthur Munsey.
2: All right, sir. This is Frank Smith. My name's Friday. Hello, Hello. it?
4: You're long enough to get you, The thief's gone.
2: Where'd he go? Sir?
4: He just took off. That's all. Took off. Which way? Uh, down there. There. Right down the street. Do you have a car? I don't know. I didn't see one.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, if he did, he didn't drive it. He went away. Down the street. You see? see? That way. Now, how long ago did he leave? Right after I called you. I come back here to keep an eye on him. He crashed through the window and took off. Running just as fast as he could. Down that way. The street. what
2: did he look like? Can you tell us? Sure.
4: I got a good look at him. Real good when he came out through the wind. He kind of laid on the sidewalk for a minute, and, like he was hurt. Right, right after that, he ran off. All
2: right, sir, now if you give us a description. Oh, you
4: want it the, the, just the same as I give it to the other fellows? Who's that? The other cops. I give them a good one.
2: I told them all about the feat. Where are they now, do you know?
4: They took out after him. They got in the car and drove off looking for him.
2: How long ago was that?
4: Right away. They drove away right behind the man. It wouldn't surprise me a bit, but what they called him, uh, they was right behind
2: Mm hmm.
4: <clears throat> now then, you want to know what, uh, what happened? That's right. right. I thought you would. Well, uh, I was on the way home to the movie down the street. I go there every Tuesday night. They got dishes, you know. Okay. Giving away dishes. Yeah. I've been going since they started. Tonight was Soup Bowl night. Mm hmm. Already got five of them. Tonight fills out my set.
2: Yes, sir. How about the burglary? hmm. The burglary. Would you tell us about it?
4: Oh, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, good. I get to talk and the back gets loose. Stay on the track. Yes, sir. Well, then. <clears throat> Now, uh, where was
1: I? You were on the way home from the movie.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, I was just walking along. I got here by the drugstore and I heard this noise. First off, it kind of scared me. I, I didn't expect it,
2: you know. Yes, sir. What was it? The noise? That's right.
4: Glass. A whole lot of glass being broken. Mm-hmm. I turned around and right away I knew it came come from the drugstore. So I went over to take a look. You know. What do you think I saw? I wouldn't know, sir like take a guess?
2: Look, mister, why don't you just tell us?
4: This fellow was laying right on the floor, right in the middle of the floor. the glass all over. I guess he fell on one of the showcases. He sure broke it all up.
3: Mm-hmm. Just laying there, not moving at all. Then,
4: all of a sudden, quick like, he jumped up and that's when he saw me. Standing there looking right at him. He saw me.
2: Yes, sir.
4: Right off. I knew he didn't have no right in the store. I knew it right away.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know how I knew?
2: Yes, sir, I have an idea. You? No, I don't have an idea.
4: Well, then, the light wasn't on. Oh, sir, there wasn't any light on. So I knew he was a thief. That's when I went to call you. Mm -hmm. Use the phone booth there, see? Out across the street. Able to keep my eye on the place all the time. Yeah. Come back here to make sure he didn't get out. And first, I thought the guy was gone. You see, I I couldn't see him at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then he came out behind the counter, back in the back of the place, and... I could see he was hurt. Something was wrong with his arm. He held it uh, kind of of like this. See? Like there was something wrong? Yes, sir. He was trapped. No way to get out. With his arm hurt, he couldn't climb out. So what do you think he did?
2: Well, I wouldn't know. Your turn. Go ahead, Willie, please.
4: Started running. Come right at the window.
2: Running as fast as he could.
4: Crash right through it. Boat clean through it. Landed here on the sidewalk. There. See? See? Right on the sidewalk. Glass all around him. Mm-hmm. Laid there for a minute, and then he got up and took off down the street. He was hurt so bad. I could see Wade, hit his head on the window,
2: all cut up. Would you know the man if you saw him? Oh, you bet I would. I'd know him any place. We'd like to have you come downtown and look at some pictures. Sure, sure. Anything I can do. You just name it. All right. I'd score to settle with that guy myself. I want to see you get it Yeah, so we understand.
4: I'd be ashamed of himself. Whole thing's his fault. Now, what would have happened if I hadn't come crashing out that window? What's that? My personal reason for wanting to see you get him. Hmm? He made me drop my soup
2: bowl. We got a complete description of the suspect on a local broadcast on an APB were put out. Arrangements were made for the witness to be taken to the city hall to check through the mug books, and then Frank and I started to canvass the area. 12.20 a.m. You think he made it? I don't know. The way Arthur Muncy put it, he was hurt pretty bad. Couldn't get too far. Yeah. Want to pull up? Let's check that alley. All right. No, it doesn't go all the way through.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's get on.
2: I'll cover the far side. but All right, come on out. Come on, we can see you.
3: Uh, all right, I, I give up. Don't shoot. Just stand shoot. there. Stand there where
2: we can see you. I,
4: I, I got my hands up. I'm not going to cause any trouble. I give up. I give up. Now, please don't shoot. All right, shoot. walk please. out here.
2: Walk out here. Keep your hands where so we can see them. I'll check them, Joe. All right, turn yeah. around. Turn around. Put your hands against the wall. All right,
5: all right. I, I'm doing just what you say. Just like you tell me now. All
2: right, he's clean. All right, turn around. Come on, put your hands in back. No, no,
5: look, please don't put any handcuffs
3: on me. Please don't. My wrist is broken. I can't do it. I can't All right. stand it. Stand still.
2: Put your hands behind your head and walk out toward the street. All
3: right.
2: <laughs>
4: get me a
3: doctor, Rick I don't feel good. I think I hurt my head. Yeah, sure. No, so I'm telling you the truth. You can see yourself. I think I heard it.
2: Come on, keep walking.
3: So I don't feel good. I got awful pain in my head. Yeah,
2: well, it's gonna get worse suspect was taken to George Street Emergency Hospital for treatment. We identified him as Leroy Ernest Finch, 27 years old. He had a record listing two convictions of burglary along with several misdemeanor arrests. His mugshot was shown to the witness and we got a positive identification. After emergency treatment, Frank and I were able to talk to him. How about it, Finch?
5: Make a statement? About what? A burglary. You guys are forgetting something. What's that? I'm the one who's sick. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think about any burglary.
2: That's a nice try, Finch,
5: but it's not going to work. You better tell me what you're talking about. We got a
2: witness who saw you break into a drugstore tonight. He's willing to
5: go to court with it. Well, then you better get a new witness, because the one you got is all worn out. Yeah? Yeah, that's right.
2: How'd you get cut up?
5: A couple of guys tried to rob me. I didn't like the idea, and they put the screws to me. You expect that story to stand up, man. You do? gotta prove it didn't happen. We can. Well, then be my guest. Why don't you save us all a lot of time and cop out here? Well, that'd make things real easy on you, wouldn't it? Did it help? Well, it's too bad I can't go along with you boys, but I'm not gonna carry a beef I didn't build. You want us to believe that, don't you? I don't care what you believe. I'm telling you the truth. I was mugged tonight. A couple of guys took my wallet, beat me up, and that's the way it is. There's nothing you can do to change it. Well, we'll see. Now, oh, if I knew about any burglaries, I'd tell you there's no reason not
2: to. I can think of a couple. Spell 'em. You've fallen twice before. I thought we'd get her out
5: of that. Well, you guys better take another look. You can't bring up my record in court. You're going to have to make this on your own, and I'm giving you nothing. It's a little late, isn't it? Huh? You already have.
2: That morning, the suspect was removed to the prison ward at General Hospital. He was reported in good condition and was expected to recover in time to stand trial. Frank and I worked with the district attorney's office in preparation of the case. A check of the drugstore by Harlan Stahl of latent print detail had turned a complete set of usable prints... Bloodstains found on the floor of the place were the same type as Finch's. Particles of cloth on the transom where entry had been made matched the suit the suspect was wearing. According to the district attorney's office, the case was complete and the conviction was assured. Thursday, June 16th, we attempted to re-question the suspect, but he was sullen and uncooperative. 6.47 p.m., Frank and I got back to the office. How about something to eat? All right, where do you want to go? Mm, how about that taco place on Broadway? We were there yesterday. Good food, prices are in line. I don't know. I think you could live on beans and tacos, couldn't you? Sometime I'd like to try. Yeah. i get it. Burgery Friday. How long ago? Right. Now we'll be right over. Your dinner's going to have to wait tonight. Huh? Leroy Finch. Yeah? He just broke jail. We left the office and drove over to General Hospital. An immediate warning had gone out to all officers in the city carrying Finch's description. As far as we knew, he was still wearing hospital clothes and wouldn't be too difficult to spot. We went up to the 13th floor and met with a guard who had been on duty. I see, he went out this way. 13 floors to the street. Huh? Well, not easy to believe. how do he make it? Well,
5: near as we can figure,
2: he tore the bed sheets into strips, braided them together, yeah. worked at one of the bars until he could slip through. Mm-hmm. He must have looped the sheets around the other bars and lowered himself. How far could he go that way? Mm, two stories. After that, he must have rested on the ledge while he pulled the sheets down after him. Kept going until he got to the street. Anybody see him on the way down, do you know? Well, we're checking now. Not likely. If there had been anyone, they'd let us know. Sure, sure hate to see that guy on the loose. The way he talked, he's going to cause a lot of trouble. Any chance he had help getting out? No, he's the only one in the room. Didn't have any visitors. Door was locked. Mm-hmm. You mentioned any friends in town? Anybody he might go to? No, About the only thing he talked about was the beef against him. All the time saying that he was going to beat it. How he was going to blow your case sky high. Yeah. And he was sure of himself. Said you'd never get him in a court. He didn't have a chance. Yeah. And it looks like he might have been right. It isn't going to change. He hasn't beat it. Yeah? He just postponed it. <laughs> For the rest of the night, the area was subjected to an intense search. All people in the vicinity were questioned. Cars going into and out of the blockaded section were checked. At 7.30 the next morning, a search was called off. Apparently, Leroy Finch had made good his escape before the warning had been sounded. For the next two days, Frank and I checked everybody listed in his package. Friends and relatives were placed under surveillance. All known associates in places he was known to frequent were checked. Word went out to informants for possible leads. Every step was being taken to bring Leroy Finch back into custody. Sunday, June 19th, we got word that Finch had been seeing a woman just before his arrest. Her name didn't appear in any of the reports. Frank and I drove out to see her. I guess this is it, huh? Well, yeah. what about the back? Oh, this is the only entrance. All right. I'll get the door. Okay. I'll try it again.
6: Yeah. Who is it?
3: Like to see
2: Miss Wall, please. Who is it? Like to talk to you. It's important.
6: All right. Come
2: You think he's here? I don't know. Better be ready for him.
6: Yeah. Why up?
2: What do you want to see me about? You alone
6: here? No. Yeah. Why? You mind if we check? No. Go ahead. Come on in to the living room. What looking for?
2: For police officers. You know a man named Leroy Finch?
6: Yeah.
2: Okay, Joe.
6: I could have told you that. Go on in. All right. Sit down. I'll just have some coffee. Looking at his Sunday funny Yeah, Gotta excuse the way the place looks. I wasn't expecting company. It's all right. Buy you a cup of coffee? No, thanks. How about you?
2: All right.
6: What do you want to know about Roy?
2: When did you see him last?
6: Oh, let me think. This is a week, ten days ago.
2: Not since, huh? Uh-uh. You heard from him at all?
6: No. What's this is all about? What's Roy done?
2: It's all been in the papers.
6: That's oh, by the funny is like it's been a blank. What's he done? You we'll want to talk to him. Like that, huh? That's right. What do you know about him? Oh, nice guy. Good spender. We've been out a couple of times. Dinner, dancing, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Dress is mm-hmm. good. Looks nice. Wears too much padding in his coat. Outside of that, he looks like something in a magazine. Yeah. Where'd you meet him? Cafeteria downtown. Mm-hmm. I was in there eating one night. The place was pretty crowded. He came over and asked if it would be okay if he sat at my table. I told him, yeah. Mm-hmm. We finished eating. We went out and had a couple of drinks.
2: How long ago was that?
6: Oh, let me see. Just a couple of months. Did
2: you ever talk about any of his friends?
1: No. Yeah. You know where he lived?
6: I don't think he had one place. Kept moving around. You know, one hotel this week, some other place in that. Kept moving.
2: Where was he staying the last time you saw him?
6: I don't know. Some place down on Pico, I think.
2: You can't give us an address, huh? No. All right, Miss Wall. we'll leave you one of our cards. We'd appreciate it if you could call us in the event. Finch gets in touch with you. Oh,
6: sure. I hear anything. I'll call you right away. Oh, excuse me a minute, huh? Go ahead. We can find the door. Thanks. Hello? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, just a minute. Uh, Uh, Mr. Friday?
2: Yeah.
6: Your office. They want to
2: talk to you. Thank you. Friday. When? We'll be right over. Thank you very much, Miss Wall.
6: Don't mention us.
2: Let's go. Yeah. What do you got? They found Finch. Yeah? He's been hiding in a house in Highland Park. Is he there now? No, he left about an hour ago. Whose place belonged to? I don't know. We want to talk to him, we better step on it. Yeah? He shot them both. immediately for George Street Receiving Hospital, where the latest victims had been taken. We talked to the doctor in attendance. He identified the couple as Mr. and Mrs. Fred Gilner. He went on to say that both of them had suffered serious gunshot wounds. Mrs. Gilner had been hit in the left shoulder and in the neck, while her husband had been shot in the arm and chest. The man was on the operating table at the time, but the doctor said we could talk to the woman briefly. Frank and I went into the treatment room. Mrs. Gilner. Ms. Gilner? Yes? We're police officers, madam like to talk to you if you feel up to it.
7: I guess so. I guess it's all right.
2: We'd like you to look at a picture and see if it's the man who shot you. Where is it? Right here. I'll hold it for you. Is this the man?
7: Hard to see it.
2: Do the best you can, please.
7: Yes. That's him. He's the one. Can you tell us what happened. How's Fred? Have you heard how my husband is? We don't know yet, ma'am. Shot Fred, too, you know. Shot us both.
2: Now, can you tell us what happened?
7: Came into the house last Thursday night. Came in. Yes, ma'am. Tried to rob us. Fred surprised him in the closet. Guess he was trying to steal some clothes. It was Thursday? Yes. Night. All right. You can go on, please. Had Fred's gun. Must have found it in the bureau. Had it pointed right at us. Waving it around. Yes, ma'am. Miss stay in the house? Three days. Kept us prisoner. Three days with the gun. Mm-hmm. Then tonight, Fred tried to get the gun away from him. There was a fight. Terrible fight. Him and Fred... Fight.
2: You want to stop, Miss Gilner?
7: No. Not much more. He shot Fred... Cold blood shot him. Then me kept his prisoner and shot him. Awful thing, shot. All right, Miss Gilmer. We'll do what we can. Yeah. That's the best thing, arrest. The best thing.
2: You want to check the doctor, go yeah. Excuse me?
7: Yes?
2: Where can we find Dr. Savin?
7: I think I saw him a couple of minutes ago. I went into treatment room
2: number three. Sorry right, if we go in. Yes, he's alone. Thank you. Doc? Oh, yeah, Joe. Frank, come on in. Thank, Thank you. God. How'd it go? Tough one. I think he's going to live. That's good. Hope he feels the same way. What do you Bullet well, severed the spinal cord. Yeah. He'll never walk again. A check was made at the Gilner house, and their automobile was found to be missing. From papers in the house, we got a make and license number. A supplemental broadcast was gotten out carrying the information. The description of Leroy Finch was broadcast to all policemen in Southern California every 30 minutes. At the end of each transmission, the officers were warned that the suspect was armed and was to be considered extremely dangerous. Border stations were notified, and the checkpoints into Nevada were alerted. Bus and railroad stations were covered, and airline terminals were placed under surveillance. Roadblocks were set up on highways into and out of Los Angeles. If Leroy Finch was still in the city, every precaution was taken to prevent his escape. Thirty-six hours went by without word. Tuesday, June 21st, Frank and I checked into the office. I'll check the book. So Friday. Yeah, I'm trying to reach you guys. Where you been? We just got back from 77. What's the matter? You better check with the skipper. Huh? That car Finch was driving? Yeah. They just found it. <laughs> The vehicle had been found by a motorcycle officer on a side street in the Hollywood area. As soon as he'd made sure of the identification, he'd notified Captain Bernard and then he'd staked out on the car. Four teams of officers had been dispatched to the scene and a search of the area was started. Frank and I went down the hall to Chief Thad Brown's office and we checked with Captain Bernard. He told us to leave for the scene immediately and take charge of the investigation. We went back to the squad room before leaving. You want to sign it, sir? Yeah. I got it. Burgundy Friday. Oh, yeah. Speak up a little, can't hear you. What's that? No, I got it. All right, we'll be right there. What do you got? It was Hazel Wolf. Finch's girlfriend? Yeah, he just walked in. We notified Captain Bernard what happened, and along with him and two teams of men from robbery detail, we left for the woman's address. The building was covered completely, and Frank and I went up to the front door. Joe, honey. Oh, yeah. What do you want? Like to see it.
6: I'm kind of busy right now, Joe. Can you come back later? Bench must
2: be with her. Yeah. I'm leaving town. It won't take very long.
6: Just a minute.
2: Follow me up and take it easy.
6: Hi. Hi, Joe. Didn't expect
2: to see you. Got a call from New York. Got to get back there right away. Thought I'd come over and tell you. Sorry about that date for tomorrow night.
6: Oh, it's okay. I understand. All alone, huh? Yeah, but I was just getting ready to go out.
2: Anybody I know? I
6: don't think so. Friends out in the valley asked me over for dinner.
2: Well, well, I sure wish I could keep that date tomorrow. So do I. Hey, I wonder if I could have a drink of water.
6: Yeah, guess so. I'll get it. Here, I'll come with you. Here's a glass. Thanks. Where is he? do. Do you know? Yeah. got a gun. Why don't you stay here? All right. Be careful. Thanks a lot. Well, I'll be running along. Okay.
2: All right, Finch. We know you're in the bedroom. Throw that gun out and you follow it. Come on, Finch. Throw out the gun. You come and get
3: me, cop. We can
2: wait a lot longer than you can, Finch.
4: Well, let's
3: see.
2: We'll take the building apart if we have to. Go ahead.
4: I'm not going to walk out of here. All right. You called it. Frank? Yeah.
2: Get downstairs. Ask him to bring up the gas equipment. Okay. Watch it, Frank.
5: Right? Coming out. All right,
2: come on, Finch. Get up. Leave
5: me alone, cop. Leave me alone. Come on, on your feet. I can't. I'm hurt. I can't get up. And you're not hurt that bad. It's just a shoulder. Wound. I am, too. I, I, I don't. I'm going to die. I, I know it. Come on, darling. I'm going to die.
2: You're pretty sure of that, aren't you?
5: Yeah. I, I can feel it.
3: You
2: got it wrong, Finch. Huh? It won't be that easy.
1: The story you have just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On October 4th, trial was held in Department 97, Superior Court of the State of California in and for the County of Los Angeles. In a moment, the results of that trial. (laughs)
3: Leroy
1: Ernest Finch was tried and convicted of burglary in the first degree. Escape, a felony. Assault with intent to commit murder, two counts and Grand Theft Auto, one count. In view of his past record, and because of the viciousness of his crimes, he was sentenced to life imprisonment in the state penitentiary without possibility of parole. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department.
0: Welcome back! Uh, This episode reminded me a bit of The Big Break, which I think is probably a reason why I didn't enjoy it as much, because I absolutely love The Big Break, and this was not quite as good. But it still wasn't, I think, a bad episode. And it does feature some, you know, key ideas. And I think one thing is that uh, criminals can go pretty quickly from menacing to whiny and then back to uh, very cool and cocky. And it's kind of interesting to see this uh, criminal just kind of move uh, through those various modes. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback. And Sebastian uh, comments uh, regarding the the episode, The Big Bobo. And Sebastian writes in seems like a bit of a cop out, he, he it wasn't the cop. It would have given both uh lessons. There's bad cops and they will be found out. Uh well thanks so much for the comment, Sebastian. Yeah, in some cases it's important to remember with Dragnet, uh particularly when it comes to solution, uh that they are dealing with cases that uh, were you know, sold to the series, and so real-life cases. So, you know, that was the real-life outcome in this case. Though, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they didn't do a lot of the corrupt police cases in the 1950s. I believe there were only three cases that they did. Although they would do uh, quite a bit more, you know, Particularly relative to the episodes that aired in the nineteen sixties, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago. Speaking of that uh, commentary a couple of weeks ago, I we got a lot of feedback on it, and I do want to appreciate you know everyone who went ahead and sent in a comment or left it on social media. I do appreciate your uh, comments uh, and uh, the overall supportiveness of them. And I appreciate uh, your thoughts on these. I'm not going to read out the uh, comments just because uh, I addressed it a a couple weeks ago because I thought, you know, it did need addressed because it was, you know, on people's minds. But I don't want to belabor any points particularly as the uh, political controversy uh, continues. So we address the question, and we'll leave it there. To quote the immortal Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here on Monday, as we'll be bringing you Box 13 next Saturday, another episode of Dragnet. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at net. follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.